When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 bet. And when it wins, you will get yourself $200 in bonus bets instantly, only with code DNVR and only with DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Patrick Lyons. And I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, happy opening day to those who observe. And happy opening day to you. Thank you. I do observe. <laughs> That's it. We we made it finally. Uh, this post-game show is now a pre-game show because that is what 2023 is going to be about for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. It's going to be a heck of a season. We're already being tested. We'll talk about all the news coming out of San Diego. We'll talk about opening day, some good things, and the MLB firsts for all the pitch clock history has been made it will continue to be made and uh but it's opening day so it's it's good it's it's fun how are you amped up are you excited have you been watching a, a day's worth of baseball in I like really two hours been, at a clip? Yeah. I started I started with the Yankees Giants game I thought it was so interesting that this is the first time the Giants have opened the season in New York since they were the New York Giants. I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Um, uh, and I was watching the Phillies game too. They were up five, nothing. And then um, Aaron Nola gave up like so many runs. So they lost that game. I think it was like seven to 11, something like that. It was just really freaking sad. Yeah. That was a bad turnaround. That was yeah, a bad we had, one. We had all 30 teams in action today, which you're like, I mean, yeah, it's opening day. You're supposed to. Hasn't happened since 1968. Like, that's yeah. just a weird thing. Baseball's always had that kind of a schedule with some teams starting, like, on Thursday. Or if you can remember in, in years past, we're like, oh, it's the Sunday night game of the week. That's the first game of the season. Then everyone actually starts on opening day. That obviously happened during the pandemic, July 23rd. First and only time, I pray, we will have opening day on my birthday. That's a fact. <laughs> but we have all 30 teams in action. There won't be uh, 15 games tomorrow because some teams have off. And that's just a weird wrinkle uh, because basically if opening day gets canceled and you have tickets to game two, I mean, good for you, but the people who had opening day tickets wanted to go see the first game of the season. Now, what, they have to wait for, you know, get a, get a rain check for another day? No, we'll just kind of move game one over to Friday. So that's just a weird thing. Um, for opening I feel day, like that but... happens. I feel like that happens at Yankee Stadium like more years than than not. But you know, yeah. MLB is absolutely kicking themselves over thinking having an opening day in San Diego was a safe bet, and it wasn't. How is it raining in San Diego right now? Unbelievable! It's a harbinger of things to come. Unfortunately, I feel like like this is <laughs> just a bad omen for the game now to be on. Is first pitch midnight, so technically it's Friday morning. No, it's 7.40 p.m. Uh, obviously, I got pushed back five hours because of this weather. Uh, they do have a tarp at Petco Park, which we learned, which is news, I think, to a lot of people, right? Yeah, no, who knew they needed one? Apparently, sometimes they do. Yes. Yeah, I don't think uh, James asks in the chat right off the bat the hottest take for this season. Uh, it can't be any hotter than the Rockies are going to uh, have a delay because of rain in Southern California. I mean, no one would have possibly have seen that coming, but no. here we are. I've been told by some people that my, my pick for Chris Bryant to win a batting title this year, it's this year or next, but you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and settle in and say it's going to be this year uh, as being a, a pretty hot take. Uh, a lot of that will just have to be if he's healthy or not, but I think uh, that, that could possibly be uh, the hottest of my takes for this year. That's a pretty hot take, Patrick. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we did get the uh, opening day rosters. As we had said, it was pretty much finalized. Uh, there, Jake Bird is on the opening day roster, but not uh, in any way that uh, we were hoping for because he had gotten reassigned to minor league camp, just really hadn't had enough innings. Uh, and, you know, there was a better candidate in Connor Siebold. Uh, and Gavin Hollowell, he could have made that case. Siebold on the roster. Hollowell uh, will start his season on Friday in the minors. Uh, but the reason Jake Bird is included uh, on his first opening day roster for the Rockies is 
Uh, disappointing news, sad news, really. Uh, Daniel Barr placed on the 15-day IL, uh, but unfortunately not because of an injury, but because of uh, some anxiety issues. Uh, he actually explained it's some on-field, off-the-field uh, issues and, uh, and said to Thomas Harding of MLB.com, from my experience knowing myself, I think just taking a step back, taking time to work through things, get it right, is the best approach. So you hope nothing but the best for, for Daniel Bard and him being open and honest about this and you know, being, being brave about you know, mental health here in America is something that obviously uh, is an issue uh, all over the world in general. So for him to be um, honest in, in that way, in that capacity, for a nice guy and a great guy like that and a great story, you hope that uh, he can get that under wraps uh, within, let's say, the minimum 50 days and then go back and, uh, and still make an all-star appearance, which you know what? I'm still betting on him to do that at this point. I love that he is so open about this mental health struggle that he's going through right now because... I mean, we all we all know that just mental health has been on the forefront ever since the pandemic, too, especially. I'm so concerned, though, because uh, after that performance in the World Baseball Classic, I'm worried he has the yips. I'm, I'm concerned. I hope that this isn't a long term thing. I hope that this break will help him. But I am I am high key concerned. Yeah, I, I feel bad even in talking about it because we don't yeah. want this to happen for our guy. And again, for someone no. that, that's as nice as him. But, you know, this was an issue uh, that that had him outside of Major League Baseball for seven years from 2013. Uh, the beginning of the season with the Boston Red Sox and couldn't get it together. Had a couple years down in the minors before he did step aside. Essentially, you know, retired to a degree. Worked as a, a player mentor and mental skills coach with the Arizona Diamondbacks before kind of getting enough separation from, you know, his, his anxiety issues and, and those yips um, to to uh, making the opening day roster there in 2020 as a non-roster invite for the Rockies. Six most saves in all of MLB since 2020. Uh, but now, here we go, 15-day uh, IL. So I'll have, you know, a little more than two weeks to try to fix something that, you know, it took him, you know, six years or so to fix while he was away from baseball. And so we certainly hope that's the case. He's still with the team right now in San Diego. So obviously still in good spirits, having a, you know, catch with, with his teammates, still being there, still being that, that coach. And that was one of the reasons uh, why he got that two year extension at the trade deadline last year and why he wasn't ultimately traded to uh, a team like the Mets, you know, who was looking for some uh, bullpen relief, probably still looking for that bullpen relief uh, right now uh, with Edwin Diaz here missing uh, ultimately the, the entire season. So, uh, we hope that he can kind of figure that he's with the team in San Diego, but you know, who's not with the team in San Diego, the guy who should be their starting left fielder jerks and profar. They signed him a little less than two weeks ago because they felt ultimately that they didn't have enough depth. Michael Toliad immediately turned around and said, Hey guys, what, what about me? I mean, I, I can play left field or you can put Brian back in left and I'll play right. I was really good there last year. Please. Can I play? Can I play? And the Rocky said, ah, kid, we don't think you're ready. They throw seven and three quarters million dollars at Jerickson Profar, who played a little bit, about four games worth, uh, for Team Netherlands in the World Baseball Classic. So, you know, he did get a little spring training action or action in the spring and uh, took him a while to get to the United States uh, because of some visa issues while he was in Curacao. Finally got to America this week, had about like nine at-bats on some backfields against minor leaguers yesterday. And so today he is still in Scottsdale, Arizona. This is so frustrating. I, uh, it's just, it's adding to the list of, oh, what else can go wrong? And we haven't even played the first game yet. I'm hashtag, frustrated. Hashtag that's so Rockies. Uh, we need to maybe make that a thing. Kale, go <laughs> ahead. Take it upon yourself to make a graphic. He's making a note right now. Um, and, and the, <laughs> Kale, the, make a graphic right now. You're not doing enough. <laughs> now. I don't even know what to say. We, we need it by the end of the show. Let's go. That's so Rockies. Um, if, if we, if you need to contact Raven Simone, hopefully her DMS are open so we can kind of get her approval on that. Um, but the, <laughs> the strangest part probably about this, and I, I don't know if this is like ever happened in big league history. Maybe it has, but we're going back 25, 30, 40 years. I have no idea, but on opening day, unfortunately I have to say, this is kind of an embarrassment right now for the Rockies because right now, because Jerickson Profar does not have any options. So he can't go back down to the minors and they call somebody up. Rockies will be playing tonight's game with 25 men on their 26-man roster. Yeah, you That's don't strange. like to see that. I can tell how worked up you are, too, about this, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. It's uh, Again, they, they can't make any moves. They can't do anything. So um, you'll actually see him listed you know, on the roster as, as uh, someone who can come off the bench, but, but he's not there. So 
Uh, they're going to have to operate with uh, a slightly short bench on opening day against uh, his former team. Maybe he'll he'll be there. I, I don't think that he needs to play that much. I think uh, I really thought he'd be in the, the starting lineup, you know, maybe batting seventh, you know, where Harold Castro is going to be um, hitting tonight. So just uh, just just a strange situation in San Diego altogether for Rockies Padres 162. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, no, it's going to be if this is a if this is a hint at what we're going to expect this season, just chaos, unexpected stuff. We got to look back to what the tarot reader said, too. She said it was going to be a rough start. <laughs> Remember, a rough start and a surprise in the middle of the season. The boys were talking before the show that on, on DNVR bets that I think the over under for wins in April is 11 and a half. They've got 29 games. And I'm like. That's actually a pretty safe bet. You know, we know the Rockies can play pretty well uh, early on in the season, despite, you know, what some of their personnel might be. But going 12 and 17, not great to be five games under 500 before you even reach the month of May. But with a schedule that is not that strong, um, you know, Padres are still without Fernando Tatis Jr. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, Two against the Dodgers, okay, not so bad. I think there's a chance that 12, even if the over and under was 12 and a half for wins, by the end of April, I probably still would have taken the over on that. 13 and 16 is probably what I would expect for them to do here, getting out of the gates relatively quick. Yeah, and you know, when you look at who they're facing, even in the near future, um, the Nationals are coming to town a week from today. That is a team that I expect the Rockies to destroy. And if they don't, well, that would be hashtag that's so Rockies. That's so Rockies. Uh, hashtag that's so DNVR bars where we give you 15% off all your food and drink, 20% off all the gear at dnvrlocker.com. The homie Riley was downstairs. Someone approached it. It looked like uh, some kind of back alley deal. It was like, hey, can I get a couple shirts? And Riley was like, you've, uh, you've come to the right, right place. Uh, I, I am the man for it. Hooked him up with a couple Nuggets tees. Ran upstairs, grabbed it, boom, it was a great transaction. So uh, even if you don't see a table set up like in the uh, the original DNVR Bar 1.0, you're getting 20% off all that gear even when you're down here at the bar. 20% off uh, on all our takeovers. Uh, the one on Saturday is sold out for the Rapids. Ours for the Diamondbacks. Tickets are moving like uh, hotcakes, as it were. So you can still get in on that action. Get those tickets for Diamondbacks Rockies on April 29th. That's one that you can't miss. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's that's where the fun will be had. Maybe not in the uh, the win loss column, or, or in the standings, but the fun will be had, of course, at Coors Field, uh, where it's always sunny at 20th and Blake. RotoWire is the spot for all of your fantasy baseball. Look, uh, the season has started. We're one game in, so you got a little bit of a taste as to who some of the starters are going to be, who's going to get regular playing time uh, in the batting orders. What is the uh, setup for the five man rotation? You got a little bit of an advantage, but really, rotowire.com is going to give you a much bigger advantage. You go to rotowire.com slash DNVR, free two-day trial. You don't need a credit card. And you can see all of the stuff behind the scenes, behind the paywall. So many great options for you where you can find out if you're in a, a keeper league, if it's a dynasty league, whatever it may be. They're going to have you set up average draft position. So, again, you can dominate your league because you know what? Sometimes in baseball, that's the way it goes. By June, you might be out of it. I'm not saying I cover a baseball team where that's typically the case, but you've all had a fantasy sports team where that's been the case. Don't let that be the way of 2023. So get into RotoWire. Go to rotowire.com slash DNVR so you can see what's going on behind that paywall. Take advantage of it. Pins and Aces is the official golf partner and golf apparel partner of DNVR. They've got the beer sleeve. They've got caps. They've got polos, shirts. Amazing. They got in all the colorways for all the different Denver teams. The purple ones really look fantastic. I've done my fair share of golfing. Not a ton, but enough. I know it looked like I just came from the golf course right now. Uh, I did not. uh, But if I had, I probably would not have seen a ton of purple. Well, that's where Pins and Aces is going to come in and help you out, especially if you use promo code DNVR, because you're going to get 15% off your first order, as well as free shipping from a wonderful Colorado company that we love, PinsandAces.com. We got some great comments going on in here, Patrick. Oh, I love it. I love it. This, this, one, this one made me, made me uh, chuckle to myself. Is his name Jerickson Profar away from the game? Ooh. Sheesh. Very nice. Sheesh. Jerickson Partney, we do appreciate uh, your comment in there. Yeah, the, uh, the rotation. Andres uh, wanting to know what's the rotation like. Uh, we got Herman Marquez going tonight in game one. Kyle Freeland. Jose Urania in game three 
in game four, which would be on Sunday. Austin Gomber's going to go. Ryan Feltner in game five. Uh, that's one through five, uh, which means Marquez will pitch twice on the road, the final one uh, on the Tuesday getaway day. A weird two-game series in L.A., which, of course, means on the home opener on Thursday, Mr. Thomas Jefferson High School himself, Kyle Freeland, will be pitching on the home opener. So I do like that storyline. I thought maybe Freeland was going to be the guy that got the nod. I think the World Baseball Classic threw a wrench into the works just a little bit. Marquez looked really crisp. Really uh, was able to lengthen out uh, over his uh, his handful of starts in spring training. So Marquez, opening day start, I'm down with that. Freeland, home opener, fantastic. Can I just tell you what I hate about the quote-unquote getaway day in L.A. Please, a few days please. from now? Is that oh. it's not a day game. <laughs> it is, it's in the evening. It's so late. So, of course, like that ruins my travel plans, too, because it's like, oh, can't fly out that night after the game. Now I have to get back Wednesday morning. You lose the off day. I wanted to be more rested, but you know what? It's fine. We're going to get through only it. Only the Dodgers do that. That's the other thing. It's only the Dodgers that do that. And they're, they get away with it somehow? I don't know, but uh, there's these, these late games already when the season starts. Thankfully, the games are going quick. Right? That Phillies-Rangers yeah. game, 11-7, eight, eight, 18 runs scored. I mean, that flew by. I know the Yankees this morning... Uh, Two hours, 33 minutes. Cubs game, 5-0. Uh, they won there. I think that one might have been two hours, 22 minutes. Maybe the game's just going too quick. I'm not ready to say that just yet. You know who else we're going to see in San Diego? David Dahl. David Dahl! Yeah. Yes! He gave his heart and his soul and his spleen to this organization. And now we get to see him again. It's crazy that he is playing his first major league game since, what, 2021? And it's against his former team. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool that, that he's going to have that moment. I'm trying to think now, like, who does he even know still on the team? Because, you know, <laughs> there are, I think, six young guys who are making their first opening day roster, right? Ezekiel Tovar, Elias Montero doing that. Tovar, the youngest player uh, to make their opening day start. Elias Montero, the youngest third baseman at 24 years old to make a start on opening day since Nolan Arenado when he was 22. There in 2014, uh, had to say the name out there. Um, so you got those guys. There are like six other guys who are making their uh, you know debut as a Rocky. So that's about half the roster right there. I don't. Bud Black might be the only guy that actually knows who David Dahl is. Ryan McMahon, of course, uh, is one of those guys. Charlie Blackman. Outside of that, it's uh, it's a pretty short list. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Uh, there's been a lot of changes. A lot of changes. It's like going back to your old school, and you're like, I don't know any of these people. Who are you? No. Yeah, they're wearing the uniform. They've got the varsity jacket on. That's familiar, but no, I don't. I know. I recognize the laundry. I, I just don't know the people inside that laundry. Blake Snell gets to start uh, on Friday, 2018 AL Cy Young Award winner. We're also talking about the debut of Xander Bogarts, the big 11-year, $280 million deal. Uh, and Fernando Testis Jr., is still suspended. He will not return until April 20th. So the Rockies maybe catch a little bit of break there and uh, possibly win their third opening day game against the San Diego Padres in three tries. They are 2-0 against the Padres. Uh, one of those games did come in Monterey, Mexico, with the first game ever played uh, in MLB history outside of Canada or the United States. How about that? Oh, right. What year was that? Don't. Don't ask follow-up questions. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, I was 2000? asking the encyclopedia. My bad. Maybe it was ni- no, it was 99. I'm second-guessing myself. Maybe it was 99. Damn it. I'm so sorry. That's Forget why I always I try to be ready with these things, because I go, if there's a follow-up, I need to know. Ah, It's all blurring together. It might be blurring together for Charlie Blackman, because this is his 10th consecutive opening day start. Now, he's not doing it at DH. This is the first... Opening day since 2013 that Charlie Blackman will not be starting in the Rockies outfield. How about that? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You Center know what? Field, we right field. A little bit. We got to keep things fresh. Yeah. Gotta, gotta keep things fresh just a little bit. A uh, couple, a couple other, you know, interesting first. We'll wait and see if we get a two home run game out of anybody uh, from the Rockies. Of course, that hasn't happened since 2016. Uh, when Trevor Story did that in his major league debut, maybe Elias Montero. He likes doing things in pairs. He got two hits in his first two pitches. Maybe he has a two home run game. That would be pretty neat. As I said, with Charlie Blackman uh, not being in the outfield, he will start as a DH. So this is 
if you want to, I mean, you have to call DH a position because it is. It's not a defensive position, but it is a position. This is yeah. his third different position that he's starting on opening day. Left field, right field, DH. Ties him with Carlos Gonzalez, who played left, center, and right uh, on three different starts, which uh, I find to be interesting. Jonathan Daza, the sixth different starting center fielder uh, on opening day. You got Randall Gritchick last year, Garrett Hampson in 21, David Dahl in 2020. Hey, hey, there you go. This is the David Dahl show. He's got two mentions now. Uh, Listen, Ian Desmond every in 2019. show is a Dahl show. He's always with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Desmond in 2019, Charlie Blackman in 2018. Of course, Elihiris Montero, as I said, starting at third base. He is now the third in as many years to start at third base since the trade of a certain cousin. Do you, do you know... And and this is like again one of those things. The further away you get from it, the better of a trivia question it becomes. So in 2021, when Nolan Arenado got traded to the Cardinals, do you know who started opening day for the Rockies in 2021? So the first game after the Nolan Arenado era, do you know who that was? Was it Josh Fuentes? It would be his cousin Josh Fuentes. Like <laughs> that's still great. That's such yeah. a cool little wrinkle of like, really? His cousin was the one. Yeah, his cousin was the one. Uh, McMahon so last weird. year, Montero this year. Um, the last five opening days have been started by either Herman Marquez or Kyle Freeland. Our dudes. Yeah, our, our dudes. dudes. I, I like this consistency. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat, especially because between 2004 and 2008, there were five different opening day starters in those five years. And 2011 to 2015, five different opening day starters in as many years. So it's nice to have that consistency. You know, we, it's not like, you know, we've got Clayton Kershaw starting every opening day, but, you know, we've got, <laughs> if it's one of these two dudes starting opening day, I'm happy with this. They are our Clayton Kershaws, collectively. Mm. CJ Crone starting at first base three years in a row now. Three consecutive starts at first base, first time since, of course, a little number 17. We know uh, as the Todd father, Todd Helton, who started at first base 16 consecutive years. Uh, after Helton retired, we had a series of guys that did it for two years, right? Justin Morneau. Mark Reynolds, Daniel Murphy, uh, congratulations to him. Come out of retirement. He's now a Long Island duck. Did you hear that news? <laughs> he's I did not. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back. He hasn't played the last two years, but he's going to be a duck. So um, good for him. Side note, side note, did you see that Cole Hamels came out of retirement? <laughs> yeah, he, I feel like he has done that like the last three years. I don't know who he signed with because he's just he's hanging the on. The Padres. It was. His hometown team. There you yeah. go. <laughs> That's it. I saw it on Instagram today. I was like, oh, we're doing this again. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Elias Diaz uh, pulls into a tie with Joe Girardi and Kurt Manwaring uh, for second most starts as a catcher for the Rockies on opening day. Chris Iannetta has the record with six. So Diaz kind of uh, in elite company there with, with Manwaring and the original expansion catcher in, uh, in Joe Girardi. So uh, that's pretty neat. So uh, And then Charlie Blackman with his uh, 10th consecutive opening day start uh, this is now uh, on the active roster. This is uh, now pulls him into second place, breaks a, a tie with with Tulo and um, and uh, Carlos Gonzalez, who also uh, run nine consecutive opening day rosters on the active roster. We know Todd Helton has that overall record. So a lot of firsts, a lot of a lot of big things going on for the Rockies today. I think. Yeah. I think it's like, okay, these are big things, but these are not big enough. These are not big enough for me. And there's too much going wrong today for me to be like, yeah, this is a great day. Yeah. John by John does design here in our chat uh, on the DNVR sports channel on YouTube, asking about Daniel Bard uh, going on the IL. And if that is related to the world baseball classic, uh, obviously his uh, performance in the world baseball classic kind of prompted some of this. Uh, I know he said that when he went away, uh, to, to represent uh, for Team USA. He felt a little bit off, um, and hopefully we'll get more word on, on what exactly that means. But, uh, yeah, he looked a little bit rough in, in his two outings, of course, uh, in that one-game event against Venezuela. Ended up blowing the lead, and, and Team USA was in the losing position at that point before coming back uh, to take the lead. Ended up hitting Jose Altuve uh, on the hand and, and fracturing his thumb. So uh, that was obviously uh, a disappointment to see. Uh, for that for him. But again, we wish him uh, nothing but the best of luck and, and hopefully he's got a, a speedy recovery. And uh, again, really brave of him to be open and honest about this. You know what? I think it has to be so nerve wracking when you've caused someone an injury that is going to take them a while to recover. 
you know, like if I like, you know, tossed you something from across the office and I broke a bone of yours, I'd be like, oh my God, like I would be so anxious. So it's like, okay, this is sad though. I feel really bad for him. I really do. We, we talked about this earlier in the show, I know, but like I, I really am wishing him the best. Yeah, and Altuve, I don't know. I haven't heard it, seen any comments from him about, about it because it's just baseball. It's just, it's just part of the game. Unfortunately, yeah. these things happen. Uh, however, I would be very mad at you for throwing the, something to me in the office when you could have just gotten up and handed it to me. So I, I don't know that I can you know, be as forgiving as Jose Altuve, um, but, but I will try. I, I will try if that day comes. You know what? I haven't even seen Astro's Twitter freaking out at Daniel Bard. Maybe I have them all muted from, you know, the World Series. <laughs> but I mean, I hope he's not getting like threats or anything because sometimes those fans can get really crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You don't know if that's leading to any anxiety uh, or if anything like that is, is happening. I mean, Astros fans should be pretty happy right now. They're, look, they, they just raised a banner uh, as, as yeah. World Series champs. They got uniforms with gold on them. Uh, Mark oh, nice Wahlberg was there to say play ball. I don't know why uh, Mark Wahlberg was doing that or why Mark Wahlberg his Boston card taken away that is some totally. bullshit right there that is not okay mm -mm. is he opening up you know Wahlburgers in Corpus Christi perhaps do I look like Mark Wahlberg I've been told that so I mean the hair maybe I don't know I got some Wahlberg vibes uh, do you know you I have a funny Mark Wahlberg story that like I just always get a kick out of I wasn't there for the story but it's a story that I've heard would you like to hear it I would love it all right, so I worked at a Fenway sports bar for a long time, and there's a lot of girlies there who are from Boston. They're Boston natives, a lot of girlies from Southie, but this one girl, like she had friends come into the bar, a bunch of Southie people. Southie people are crazy. Uh, I don't know how to compare it to, you can't compare it to anything in Colorado, obviously, because there aren't crazy people like that in Colorado, but like just like the most intense Northeasterners you can imagine. You would you'd probably say the best of the best, the all-star cast of the Jersey Shore. Which those people aren't actually from the Jersey Shore, but it's no. that Eastern, that's, those are the kind of people right there. Yeah, yeah. So just like aggressive, drunk, loud. So anyway, this guy was telling a story about how when he was a kid in Southie, he was in a fist fight. And when there's a fist fight in Southie, everyone comes out, they want to watch it. And as he was like, you know, getting the crap kicked out of him, he like looks out into the crowd and he sees Mark Wahlberg just watching the fight. I'm like, yeah, that's a Southie guy. Not anymore. Goodbye, Mark Wahlberg. You are not a Boston dude anymore. Seriously, that I, I don't get that. Um, maybe, but the only thing that's worse than that, like as far as since we're speaking of raising a, a banner, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, raised a banner for making the postseason. Like they raised no. a wild card banner. Who no. would do such a thing? That's so <laughs> embarrassing. Act like you've been there. That is, I'm cringing at this right now. Yeah. Wild card banners. That's a thing, apparently. Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Even the Rockies haven't done that. I, they actually, they have. Have we? We have? <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, oh, every, damn it. No, forget every it. Every time we've gone to the postseason. <laughs> we didn't. Forget it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> every time I'm the Rockies goodbye. have been there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I, I was trying to do my uh, exaggerated, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly joking eyebrow face of, Yeah. Oh man, they uh, they are they are rough. You might have had a hard time seeing my face a little bit here, um, maybe. And it's not because I'm wearing my shady rays, and I, I think that could be why. If I was wearing my shady rays, I could have hid my expression. You could have uh, probably understand, you know, my my joking nature. <laughs> uh, but what's no joke is just that shady rays are the best shades around. Buy one get one. It's fantastic. Uh, they're guaranteeing it so that if you happen to break your glasses or lose them. They're going to hook you back up. Like, boom, it, it's that great. Look, the glasses, we know, they can be really expensive. Shady Rays aren't. They're, they're very affordable. You actually check them out at the Park Meadows Mall. Uh, if you want to get one, um, two or more pairs, boom, you're going to get 50% off with that. It's fantastic. So uh, make sure you tap into that. The, uh, the shades that have been loved and given five stars by over 200,000 folks online, everywhere. They're, they're amazing, Shady Rays. I love mine. Still haven't lost them. Just haven't worn them in a while. This breaks my streak. I had them, I had them on for like a month for ad reads, and then today with opening day, just been thrown for a loop. You know what? Today's such a weird day. And also, I don't know if your Shady Rays, they're a little too cool for this brunch look you have going on right now. It's just, it's a different vibe. It's true. It, it is kind of a different vibe. I need something more reserved, 
something you know that's brilliant, something that's bright, like my shirt is. But look, hey, bottom line, if we're talking about brilliantly bright, we're talking about Breck Brews Mile High City Lager, the Golden Ale. I mean, that's the one right there. It's got a light body, it's balanced hop, malt character, especially and exceptionally clean finish. I mean, I, I, maybe I am the living embodiment of the Mile High City Golden Ale. It, it could you be. You might be. You might be. I, I do. I love the Mile High Golden Ale. <laughs> I haven't been told that I've been sprinkled with that it factor, uh, but I do know that the Mile High City <laughs> has been sprinkled with that it factor. Uh, it's that same it factor that helped Nikola Jokic, you know, win back-to-back -back MVPs, I think, because it's, it's the Mile High City Golden Ale. Let's get on that. Maybe three in a row. Let's go. Maybe three in a row. Opening day got its start with a blast from Aaron Judge on the second pitch he saw. Susie, the question for you is, does Aaron Judge get to 63 before the Colorado Rockies? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's possible. I do love how everyone on Twitter made the same joke after that. Like, ah, Aaron Judge is on pace for 162 home runs this season. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I was, that was, I got a good chuckle out of everyone thinking they were original, but mm, yeah. My, it's how about my take? How about my take? My mind's a very Rocky centric take. Cause again, 63 wins for the Rockies means 99 losses, mm -hmm. which means they avoid something that is just a number. That's it. 100 losses. It's like age. Ain't nothing but a number. How about that? The story of the 2023 Colorado Rockies. That's the name of the book that I'm working on this season. There there we go. Um, I think it's possible that Aaron Judge has 63 home runs and the Rockies have 63 wins. I think it's very possible. So it's going to be a bust? You can't go over it? You're going to say they're going to hit they're, it on I the think they're going to. I think it's possible they tie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be but, Judge. But none of there. that is good. None of that is good. Judge will get there first, and then I'll also end with more. So it'll be like a double loss. Could be. Could be. <laughs> the fact that this is like possible though is what like makes it like it's like, oh, this would be such a funny bit if it wasn't like actually in the realm of possibilities of things that could happen. Yeah. If Rockies will hit more than 63 home runs. We're just talking about wins in general. Uh, we got the debut of the pitch clock now, officially on record, not these spring training games. Uh, first pitcher to violate the clock in MLB history, that would be Cubs starting pitcher Marcus Stroman. Boom, got an automatic ball called on him. It's history. Remember it's that. It's history. He gets to be a little note in your encyclopedia, Patrick. Or maybe possibly on the back of a Trivial Pursuit card. How about that? Yeah. This is true. This is true. We're watching be. history today, folks. Do we know how many violations we've had total today? Uh, I know of at least three. Like Austin Hayes was the first one to get a strike called on him uh, from the Orioles. I think that might have been the top of the eighth. And then in the bottom of the eighth of that same game, Raphael Devers got a strike called on him. And that was strike three. So we had it twice in the same inning and uh, and, and one that, that ended up being an out. So uh, we've had a couple of those, but the games have just been so... Speedy, which again is good in some ways, might might be bad in other ways. We'll kind of figure it out, but I think most people will grow to like it. And if you're a baseball fan, less baseball is not good, but you're still gonna watch it because it's baseball. But if you're not a baseball person, less baseball is now manageable, and you will watch. And so again, that's the goal is to get more people watching. But you know what? Also, it's not really less baseball; it's just less downtime in between the baseball yeah. that's already happening. So it's not less baseball. That's true. Yeah, the, the time in which, you know, you you may have to come out of your bear cave or, or your man cave a little bit earlier, uh, gents uh, that are out there, and be like, ah, it was only 222. I was really hoping for like a 335-er. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, you may have to have a conversation with your significant other. Um, but uh, as I likened it last week, I think this is a great analogy when talking with AJ Hayfley uh, last Friday. It's like deleted scenes from a movie they're taken out for a reason right mm -hmm. you can you can have an extended version you could watch it and you're like hey i still love this movie and i got to see more of my characters and and learn a bit a bit of a backstory and okay that makes sense from that other scene and sure now it becomes three hours and 25 minutes but there's a reason why the director said let's keep this at 235 236 it just keeps the action a little bit tighter and there's a reason why those scenes were deleted in the first place that is a great analogy. I like that a lot. Good job, AJ. Yeah, it was my analogy, but he was on the show for it. <laughs> oh, I thought you said it was AJ's. Oh, great job, Patrick. Great job. Thank you. I, I had to because I'm like, oh, this is this is so good. Like people need to know. Uh, 
In other news, uh, Hunter Green threw a pitch 105.2 miles an hour and didn't die afterwards. What, what's the bigger story? 105.2 or still alive? Susie. Still alive. Still alive. Same. That's incredible. Arm didn't fall off. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's just unbelievable for that. Uh, a piece of news broke. Uh, I, think was a, I think two things broke this morning. Uh, one, that uh, Tops and Fanatics are doing something interesting that I think when you first hear it, you might think it's cool. And then when you learn more about it, you might think it's uncool. And I think we'll be able to forget about it. It's just, it's just one of those things that will just, whatever it pertains to some people. And that's that. And that is, they're going to debut an MLB debut patch. So it looks kind of cool. You see it. The only thing is it's really, really small. And the reason that it's super small, look and it, practically fits in between two <laughs> pinstripes. Yeah, that is is tiny. It, it needs to fit onto, onto a baseball card. The idea that Fanatics has, uh, along with Tops and Fanatics owns Tops, is they're basically when uh, when a guy gets called up, they're going to have this patch on their sleeve, and until they actually make their debut, they will wear this badge, if you will, of honor, perhaps, um, until they debut. And then when they're done, they will take that off of the jersey, slap it onto a baseball card, and it will be a one of one baseball card. It will be the only one that exists. For that player to signify their major league debut. Susie, what do you think of this idea? You know what? When I first saw this patch, I thought that was such a cool idea. But then when I learned more about it, I'm like, oh, it's for it's for it's for selling it. Like I thought it was gonna get to be a keepsake for that player to remember their debut. Um, and I didn't realize yeah, so I'm like, ah, like it could have been cooler, but at the same time, I kind of think that it is still kind of cool because you know what one person out there is going to get that one of one version of their favorite new players card so that's kind of cool in itself yeah yeah that that's it like it sounds like a great concept and then you hear more about it and you're like oh actually eh, kind of falls flat it's a money grab and as you said one person gets that that there's a video that came out like, hey, we just want fans to have a better experience and open up cards or whatever. And I'm like, one person, one person gets that card. And then even if it's a guy that just, you know, isn't a huge prospect or, hey, he's 29 years old, you know, he debuted in September, you know, the, by the time the packs come out, you know, he, he might already be done. He might be retired. He might be playing indie ball. That card of the one player, because it's one of one, could be 500, could be $1,000. That's for a guy that has one game. Think about the super, like think about Zach Veen. What will that card go for? Think about guys that end up winning the rookie of the year award when they make their debut, like astronomical money. That's not money that real fans have or, or kids who are trying to get into the sport and collect, right? These, these are playing cards. Uh, and yet I don't think the average fan will have an opportunity to really play with them. So Good concept. I just, I just don't love how it's being executed. You know, do kids even still play with baseball cards? Like, or are they just for like the people our age who loved baseball cards as kids and are dipping into that nostalgia feeling? Yes. If you are our age and you have kids, you buy them a box of cards, you film them opening it. And that's, that's how much they get to play with it. They open it, they look at it and they go, give me that. It needs to go in this plastic seal. I need to send it away with $50. Someone will grade that, put it into a gigantic, thick, heavy piece of plastic that has a grading on it. And so now instead of it just being a regular card worth 25 bucks, now it's worth a thousand dollars because it's so perfect and the corners were crisp and no kids got their grubby hands on it and put it inside the spokes of their bicycle. That's where we're at with card collecting right now. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I don't think, uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing cards on the spokes of bicycles or those e-bikes no. or those scooters. I never, did that. I never did that. By that point, it really, people realize like, no, even if a guy stinks, it's just, it's a baseball card, like appreciated, appreciated. <laughs> yeah. See, now I'm going to, I'm going to want to have to get a box here of, uh, of tops 2023 and, and open them up. You got to start mm -hmm. ripping. It's fun. Tops, it's you fun. should send us some cards. Hi, Tops. How you doing? Tops, I'd be so rad of you if you sent us some cards. We would love them. Yeah, your new MLB debut patch, brilliant. We love it here on the show. We are so Kale. obsessed. Okay, when you're done doing the That's So Rockies, go ahead and clip this. Go ahead and send that to Tops, and then just text us when we get a, a case of cards. Not a, not a box. Case, Tops. Case. Um, also, in minor league baseball news, 
they've kind of ratified a little CBA. They got their own collective bargaining agreement, and now you know, the minor league players are getting you know, twice as much money as they have in the past. Numbers aren't really high if you're in the rookie leagues. Uh, anywhere from 4800 to 19000 for your season. Your season's also really short, too. Um, yeah. In that rookie league, I think it's almost like a month and a half. Uh, I, I think they're almost going to get paid now over the course of the entire year. There might be like a six-week window where you don't get a paycheck, so they'll spread it out so that you know they don't they don't blow all that money in one place. Double A lowest uh, that you'll get paid is thirteen thousand eight hundred. Again, that's still not a ton, but it's better than you know what they were getting. Goes up to thirty thousand if I think if you're more of a regular. That's the thing. Sometimes guys will kind of parachute in. Um, on, on a team, if they just need a guy to, to fill a role for a couple days, you know, all right, that guy, you're just getting a game day kind of check. Triple A, seventeen five, thirty five eight. So thirty five thousand dollars if you're kind of a on the high end of a of a Triple A player that's uh, not a, a non roster invite or you haven't had any big league experience. So still kind of minimum wage, uh, but just light years ahead of what they've gotten in the past, right? You know what? When you hear those numbers, um, you're like, wow, like those are still really low. But the fact that this is an improvement means this is so, so long overdue. I mean, minor leaguers have been struggling and people leave the sport because they just can't make it work. They've got families. They've got bills. Life is expensive. Just existing is so pricey. So this is huge. It's a huge win. Um, and just shout out also to all of the minor leaguers and former minor leaguers who have been fighting for this because this is yeah. this is a big win. And the, and the other thing too, you have to realize when you look at the salaries, they're like, ah, oh, they're not great. You know what you have, you know you got to spend some money on your housing. No, that's one of the things that have changed. So really, they're getting to keep this money. They actually can hold on to it rather than using it to pay rent. You know, that's that's one of the things that I know you've probably uh, been closest to in the Northeast. I mean, Hartford's not a cheap place to live. Nope. Uh, Albuquerque, maybe more so as a AAA place. You know, Spokane, okay, maybe a little bit cheaper. There, there are some smaller cities in the minor leagues that are cheaper. What what if you're signed and uh, and, and you're playing in a spot like New Orleans is no longer a minor league city, but you're like, whoa, that's that's a major city. San Antonio, that's a major city, uh, but it's also a minor league city, so it can be expensive to live there. Now those guys don't have to worry about that. I know uh, there in Hartford, you know, that's that can be a serious issue to try to find a, a good place that looks nice and then, and then make it somewhat affordable. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy, especially, yeah, in the Northeast. Those are all expensive cities. Everything in the Northeast is way more expensive than it needs to be, so... Uh, like I know that it's it's tough to find housing that's affordable and also just in general like tough to like find a short-term lease you got to pay more for a short-term lease these poor guys I'm so happy that this issue has been taken off the table so they can focus on what they need to do to actually reach their goal of making the major leagues yeah it's exciting uh it, it's exciting that they finally were able to work that out because uh that's been a, a problem you know long overdue and and so mm -hmm. uh, I I'm still just shocked at Major League Baseball even still allowed and like, yeah, we're cool. Minor leaguers can have their own union. Like, all right. All right, good. I mean, it, it's it's great that they're finally willing to pay those guys and kind of give them and look after them and take care of them in, in that capacity. So mm -hmm. long overdue. They got it done here on the eve of opening night, as they call it, there in the minor leagues. Have you had people like reaching out to you yet back in Hartford saying like, hey, here we go. We're on the precipice of the yard goat start at home. Are they on the road? Oh my gosh. Um, I have not been keeping up with the yard goat schedule, but, um, it looks like they have a new, they have like a Patron party porch, like, or a Patron party patio. So I'm like, okay, let's go. So I think things are going to be lit in Hartford this year. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, we'll have, uh, all the opening day stuff. Well, we're still working on it. Kale also put on your to-do list, uh, the venometer. Uh, we got to get that recalibrated. Mm -hmm. I know you're more of, uh, uh, a technician when it comes to computer things, computer technology, but we, we need you to step up, um, bring your toolbox, your wrenches, things of that nature. Phillips head screwdriver, flathead screwdriver. There's a difference. There's two types of screwdrivers, Kale. Do you know that there's two different types of screwdrivers? You know, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, Venometer could be out of commission a little bit more. He didn't make the opening day roster. So now we got to, now we got to recalibrate and say, when does he reach the big leagues? That's, that's now what we're going to have to calculate when it comes to Zach Veen after that. How close are we? How close are we? I have my prediction. We already talked about our Zach Veen 
debut predictions and we're like a month off on them but i, I, I don't thought, know i thought about it some more and and i feel like maybe i left you off the uh let you off the hook just a little bit because hmm. you said july 14th yeah against the so it's home so you go okay they would call him up when he's home but against the yankees in that spotlight yeah, I don't think you'd I, want anyone to you make know, your debut like that. No, you know what? I think if anyone is going to, it's Zach Veen because he is a star. We know he's a star. He just has that it factor. He's got that sauce. He's got that heat on him. If anyone's going to make a debut against the New York Yankees and absolutely crush it, it's Zach Veen. No question. Yeah, he, he wants to he wants to go toe to toe with Anthony Volpe youngest opening day shortstop for the New York Yankees since a certain captain by the name of Derek Jeter. So Zach Veen. All right. You know what? You've kind of convinced me that would be okay. That would be okay for him to go. That's fine. He would do it. He would do it. I can't wait. I can't wait to save this clip and watch it age so well. You know what? What about this? My backup pick, because I have August 14th against the uh, Diamondbacks. I got, which is a Monday night. I got Sunday, July 16th. Two days after your select, this is my backup pick. Here's the angle. They wait to call him up, or they call him up early, right? He gets pulled from a game. He's in Denver Saturday night, gets tickets. Dick Monfort hooks him up with tickets to go see Taylor Swift. Saturday night, he does that, has an amazing time. VIP tickets, he's backstage, and then he makes his debut on Sunday. Congratulations, you're a big leaguer. Here's some tickets. How about that story angle? Could it be? Could that be the storyline? You know what? I, this is a that was a beautiful story you just you just put together for us. Also, keep in mind, Zach Veen, he's a Sagittarius, so is Taylor Swift, so am I. Um, so yeah, like that works. That would be such a fun little weekend for him. Could be. He would uh, dare I say that entire weekend he would be in a lavender haze. Patrick, so. you know the new album. I'm so proud of you. I, I know a song. I know I know a song, and only because it's a shade of purple, and it's going to be a pun we're going to wear out all season long here on the Silver Linings podcast and Silver Linings live show because, uh, gang, this, this could be a, a challenging season. And that's why we talk about more than just the Rockies here. We talk about baseball because I think a lot of baseball folks are, or rather, rather a lot of Rockies folks are kind of almost out on baseball. Like the Rockies have almost ruined baseball for a lot of people in this town, uh, and that and that can be unfortunate, uh, and that's something honest that I think we have to say. And you know, we're we're going to obviously put positive vibes out there as best as we can because there's the team, there's the front office, there's the owner, and then there's the actual players, then there's the actual people that are there on the field trying to do their best. Some of which will be around for the the next time that this team uh, and this franchise is relevant and going back to the postseason. So we sort of have to be there for those guys and for all of those stories over the next few years. And, and this is kind of part of that. So silver linings podcast, we'll, we'll find the joy. We'll find the happiness. We've got the community already here. Uh, we're we're going to get through this and we're going to have fun. There will be good moments that will be better than Kyle Freeland striking out Shohei Otani in the world baseball classic. I, I feel it. We, we will, we will have better moments. Yes. Patrick, that was a beautiful speech you just gave. I'm so inspired right now. Yeah, it, I got someone holding up cue cards. This is what I've been told to read. Um, I, you should have seen me before the show. I was a little bit hot and heated with some things, and oh boy, oh boy, here we but go. But you know what? We have we we all have each other to get through this, no matter how we the do. season goes, no matter how it goes. And hopefully, I know our expectations are so low right now. Hopefully, we we get pleasant surprises all season long. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. We'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going down. We'll figure this thing out as we go along. Jerks and Profar, hopefully, will show up at some point. We will see him. Uh, he'll, he will do some things, and, uh, and we will watch those things. And uh, we'll leave it at that. After being so eloquent, I'm just tongue-tied at this point. You lost it. Yeah, you had it, <laughs> and then it's gone, but it's okay. Because we have actual live Rockies baseball in about an hour and 15 minutes. That's really exciting for me. Can't wait to watch. And Friday night. (laughs) And Saturday night. And then Sunday night. And then Monday night. And then Tuesday night. Yes, that that is the saving grace of the baseball season. It is is a marathon in that way. So don't don't let off too much steam early on in the going. 
Rocky win, Rocky's win, opening night there, said it uh, on opening day because it's it, it, that's just how it's going to go. That, that's the luck of the draw on it. Uh, Friday's show, uh, Susie's show, do we have a time for that? Again, these West Coast games are so crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 5 o'clock. Uh, Christian Saez is going to be on the show too, so we're going to recap the whole first game of the Rockies. We're going to preview the next. We're going to preview the weekend. And then we are back on Sunday, the two of us, plus Brendan Vote. Okay, this is going to be a, a freaking weekend. But the Sunday shows, just like mark those on your calendar. Those are going to be the can't-miss shows every week. Sunday nights are going to be electric. In baseball, GIDP is ground into double play. For us, it's GDP, getaway day pod because that's mm-hmm. that's what it is so every sunday we did it all year last year but uh you know we, we do it here and when they're on the road boom we're, we're gonna be ready to go after that uh final out a full 120 minutes uh, after it got started uh because these games are gonna be quick we'll be there for you and then there's gonna be some tuesdays there's gonna be some wednesdays some thursdays that other getaway day where you're looking midweek it's the only sport baseball where on a wednesday or thursday there's this, there's something going on at one o'clock that, and it's not a holiday. That's baseball. And that's us. And that's when we're going to be there for you for those getaway day shows, those podcasts. Also, three other shows throughout the week. You're not going to lose out on, on the Susie Day. Um, it, it's going to be great. It's exciting. And uh, we've, we've done it. We've done it, Susie. We've built our own momentum, haven't we? We have built our own momentum, Patrick. I feel like we have. Yeah, we, we're going to continue that momentum over on Twitter. At DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Susie, you know what they say about this kind of momentum. No, actually, please remind me. What do they say? Uh, does she still have COVID brain? We've been doing this show for about a year together. She still doesn't. <laughs> yes. They say your show is as only as good as your, as your next show. So uh, come back to watch Susie tomorrow at 5 o'clock on the DMVR Sports Channel on YouTube. <laughs>